get a spark of you. Pick a part of you. Cause the dog is bigger under stress. To molest, you want it confessed to the chest. Let's come to Swift and West. Let's go to Bumble, put a hurt on it. Uh, dump six months of uh, heat of dirt on it. Uh, my hands stay dirty cause I play dirty the mob way. You don't know? Find out the hard way. But the job is never done. I hand on my business, hot come. And it's never been a one on one. There hasn't been a problem. I dissolve them like salt. I get up, take a fall. Whenever wreck is caught, and it's my fault. Keep uh, on point, ducking down. Uh, like you need to get busted. Uh, now I start to support my peeps. I hold down the fort. Never get caught in the peeps. Come on. Up in here, up in here, y'all gon' make me go 
chain, I leave soft for the brain. Still want the fame, off the name. First of all, you ain't fat long enough to be for me. You, you ain't strong enough. So whatever it is you puffing on, they got you thinking that you Superman. I got the kryptonite, I smack him with my dick in the mic. Characters, not even good actors. What's gonna be the outcome? It's out of all the factors. You whack and twisted, your girl's a whoa. You broke, the kid ain't yours, and everybody knows. Your own man say you stupid. You be like, so, I love my baby mother. I never let her go. I'm tired of weak, whining over food that don't belong to them. Strong with them. Get up for real, like my man's in them. Who get it all with the strip for the hands with them. Man, y'all gon' make me lose my mind. Up in here, up in here. Y'all gon' make me go all out. Up in here, up in here. Y'all gon' make me act a fool. Up in here, up in here. Y'all gon' make me lose my fool. Up in here, up in here. I bring down rings, a heavy and curse the head. No more talk. y'all enjoyed that little dmx mix welcome back to another episode of black seinfeld the show about nothing absolutely nothing it is yours truly the trinidadi panamanian poppy rude boy top gunner sock panya mother aka what giovanni anglin what's going on people what's going on folks your favorite queen's native bashanissa what's going on i'm in queens geo is in brooklyn here for the ride and we would just like to thank everyone so much for tuning in to this show once again, live at 99.5 FM WBAI New York on radio. Thank you all for listening to us on our podcasting, which is available on BlackSeinfeld.com, but also available on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, um, wherever podcasts are basically available to you you can go and get those there. But again, like I said, if you don't want to do that anymore, you can support us by going to our website, blacksignful.com, where we update 
our website regularly with latest shows and our latest YouTube episodes as well. So please, if you are viewing this on YouTube, hey, what's up to all of our YouTube viewership? Once again, please hit that subscribe button, drop a like because it's great for the algorithm. Hey, even drop a comment about our show, our full show, our topics that we split up and hit that bell notification so that way you know that we are giving you your latest content you don't have to keep searching for it you'll just get that notification boom hey black Seinfeld just uploaded a new video and you can just listen and watch from there yeah we're trying to separate it from full episodes to clips i think as of right now we're just i'm just going to focus on clips until i kind of figure out a better way to uh, export full episodes it's now taking me 50 hours to export one episode and sometimes i need to restart my computer so yeah it's a it's it's a no-go yeah your computer is getting beat up i don't know it could be like how i'm handling it because i might have to change change strategies on exporting especially using the adobe media encoder but as everybody says like adobe sucks Mm. but i don't think so because i'm i'm a noob right i'm now using adobe i'm using all forces right every angle of it you know, all, everything working together now. I'm using After Effect right now to create a video for my portfolio. I'm just, I'm doing so much, and that's taking me maybe 12 hours a day of my time. But you know, it's all the vibe. Dio, what's going on with you? I'm doing well, man. I've been having this really come to terms adult moment in my life where I was just sitting back and I was just thinking to myself, all right, Gio, what do you want to do with your life? And of course, radio is something that I've always wanted to do with my life, but. Of course, I still want to chase those dreams, but I still have to live in this reality, you know, so I'm still I'm looking for uh, a place where I can get some steady cash flow, because since the cafe is no longer here and it's closed, I haven't been getting any steady cash flow for the past year due to the whole COVID situation. So now I'm back out in job force applying for for jobs, getting a lot of interviews this week. I've been on about four interviews this week i've had two monday and then i had two on tuesday and i have two later on thursday because we are recording this on a thursday so i have two later on in the day about one at two thirty and the other at four o'clock and i have noticed a lot about i've noticed certain things about interviews now right because when you're in the interview process and they ask you questions and stuff the one thing that does occur is like their COVID protocols. So they get into their COVID protocol and all that stuff. And then once I mentioned to them that, hey, I'm fully vaccinated, it seems like the interview shifts and it's no longer an interview because they become super curious about how that process was and how did I feel and, and, and all that stuff. And and so we just had this, we always just had this conversation about the COVID vaccine and what happened, how did I feel, um, what you can expect. And then after all of that, which happens for like a good 10, 15 minutes, it shifts back into an interview. So I think that's pretty funny of like just actually actually having like a human conversation rather than, oh, yeah, I, I for, I'm your I'm a recruiter and I'm looking to see why I should hire you. Uh, so I think that's a pretty funny. Uh, it's been a pretty funny process. Yeah, I think we're all lacking like a little sense of hum- um, human interactions. We're losing a lot of our social skills, mm-hmm. but I think once we're in the field, we just kind of bounce back. Everything is like muscle memory. Mm-hmm. You know, you're trying to be like Steph Curry with the three. You know, try to keep working on yourself. 
But I do think people are more open to random conversations now compared to being like strict and straightforward. Right. There's no way to go out your way to meet new people or just to have random interactions. Mm -hmm. That's what life is all about. Random interactions, especially the way um, New York City is built here in the city. Everything is a little bit separated and everything's all in buildings. So you might have to get out of your way to go to a park or depending on where you live, just in order to have some randomness in your life. Yeah. Ooh, this is going to be a callback to to last week's episode, but an MLM caught me slipping last, well, today, because I was sleeping, right? And then I just get this random uh, 929 call, right? And I'm I'm, I'm barely awake. I'm half awake. And and they're like, hey, is this Giovanni? I'm like, yeah, you know, we want to... We want you to come in for an interview, da 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 da, and they said, "Oh, I'll, I'm so gonna blow up their spot on on where they're located because this location, people, this is like the hub for MLMs and and those uh, pyramid schemes." <laughs> yeah, please make a guess. Long Island City. No, not Long Island City, but that's a good okay. guess. It is 698th Avenue. Where's that? That is in Midtown. That is literally. Oh, okay. That is right between. I want to say. 43rd and 44th street so it's I know right where that there. building is yeah i know where that building is. so that's about. so that's one of the meccas of a lot of these mlm uh marketing quote-unquote agencies aka pyramid schemes aka weird ass culty sort of vibes so they sent me the text right and once i saw 690 8th avenue i already knew i wasn't going to show up because, because like I, we were setting up the interview. It's like, yeah, yeah, Friday's cool, whatever. And then they just sent me the text. It's like, oh, Eighth Avenue. And yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. So I legit thought like, oh, I actually have three interviews coming up. But no, I just have two coming up later on, and it's all on the phone again. Which I'm so happy. I'm just waiting for the in-person interview so I can go in and trim up this beard and stuff and go get some shoes. I already have a plan on what kind of shoes I'm getting. I'm getting some black Oxford uh cap toe shoes oh okay mm-hmm. i see you mm-hmm. I, I still have my old shoes i still got my kohans oh right that kind of got destroyed so i may have to get something a little because it, it's like a softener it's like basically nike shoes oh, okay I'm sure they are owned by uh, nike anyways <laughs> but i need to change it up i need to get something a little bit like your shoes a little something uh, like hard toed right so I can walk around, but the bottom is like in perfect condition. Sorry to interrupt you, but did you just say Kohan is owned by Nike? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's like uh, you know how like Coca Cola owns like most chip companies and stuff. Yeah, I do know that. Yeah, yeah, it's just like that. <laughs> Damn, I didn't. Okay, wow, I, I didn't, I didn't know that. You would think that they're competing, but they're not because in some places they already sell certain products, right? Where other products won't miss. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, sort of that, like that's the way it is. if you go to certain locations, like I want to say down south, you'll see like a, a Mr. Pib or whatever. And over here, you'll see Dr. Pepper, but it's literally the same thing, same company and everything. Is it? Yeah. Have you ever had a Pib? No. It's literally the same thing as a Dr. Pepper. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah because that's also owned by uh, Coca-Cola. Well, bought by Coca-Cola. Right. It's it's the same same company, same thing. It it tastes exactly the same. I remember I was first introduced to Pib when I was working over at Times Square Five Guys location, and we didn't have Dr Pepper, so I tried out the Pib, and it tastes exactly the same as Dr Pepper. You know, it's strange. I'm What's looking that? up Dr Pepper, Pepper, and it's like it's Coca-Cola Company in Europe, but PepsiCo in Canada. 
how does that work? So there's like, so does I Dr. Pepper earn... distribution? Yeah, I was just gonna say, does Dr. Pepper distribute their their brand from Coca Cola and to Pepsi? How does that even? Yeah, work? it probably works like how TV shows, like if if it's like a CW11 TV show here, but it could be like on like a I forgot Channel Four in Canada or something. I think that's a popular one over there. Mm. Like CTV uh, yeah. or something like that. Like CTV. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, why is it? Why, why is it on CTV? This is a USA show. Mm -hmm. You know, fits the USA format, but in other countries they have to change it up. Like, oh, we can't do. We don't have like a single ent network. You know, we can't compete with the BBC, the CNN. So we have to make something else. Got you. Got you. Yeah, man. There's a lot of stuff just going on. Me personally, like we were changing up our houses our house today so well for the past week so that was that's been a big thing and then yeah i've just been honestly like just thinking about um how to move career-wise you know and you know just certain things that i've realized about myself that um about just how i want to work uh, what kind of career or job i want to have um, i realized like one i'm not i don't like the regular sort of job you know what i mean and i think that has to do with the fact that once i started working when i was 19 i went straight into food business and when you work food and hospitality and all that stuff customer service you really don't have a normal quote-unquote schedule like at all like you give up a lot like you give up weekends and especially once i was going through school you know it was just a lot layering to do but see for me like that's my normal i'm used to doing that stuff yeah and that says a lot about the service industry especially in this day and time with mm -hmm. covid and just trying to bounce back from the uh, in order to get back into the service industry i know they are hiring a lot more now definitely because all the rules are being more uh, laid down but the problem is there's still increases of covid especially in new york especially with different strains i mm -hmm. think there's a higher percentage of like the european strain right and yeah here and so yeah because it, people are going back back and forth in london and crap yeah but i understand what you mean about especially the older you get you want something mm -hmm. a little bit more permanent yeah you want to be you want to rely on your income in right exactly i want i want some steady cash flow uh, i love doing this no don't get me wrong but it's not steady cash flow for me it's not lucrative it's not yet so the pro so something that's pretty interesting that maybe a lot of these podcasts will talk about like making money and how to focus on building just you as you yourself as a person mm -hmm. is like let's say you want to buy a house it's really difficult to just to pay the whole thing you know you want to buy right. a, let's say six hundred fifty thousand dollar house somewhere use nice house that's everything you want perfectly designed. You buy it, but you got to put like 50K down. Mm -hmm. And then you have to pay that next 600000 within the next like 30 years, for example. Mortgage. With, it, with like an interest rate of like five, like 3%, <laughs> right? Yeah. But you would need like a permanent job to know that you would be able to pay it. Exactly. Within like even just living there. Mm -hmm. Three years deep. Like, oh, you lost your job. You're three years out of 30. What, mm -hmm. what now? Even if you want to get a room or even if you want to get an apartment, they look at your income or or how much um, how much is your your income for for your set job. So if the rent is, for example, thirteen hundred, you have to make at least 
40 times the rent due to your job. So that's why I'm, that's why I decided like, you know what, I'm going to go down this route, save up as much as I can in a quick amount of time, because I'm also going to work here. So that means more of an income. And then when I'm ready to go do what I actually want to do, which is what I've been talking to you about, I'm not going to tell y'all on the, on the radio, you know, I just gotta, you gotta keep certain things um, to yourself so they can manifest. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, because like because I understand how sporadic that can be and and potentially like I may not even be in New York f- because of my decision like I may be elsewhere I may be I may be stationed somewhere else you feel me so I got to think about all right how much can I save in this amount of time while I'm still in my 20s so I can go ahead and and commit to this because it's a lot to commit it's a lot of sacrificing involved but Knowing me and knowing knowing my personality, it'll it'll be tight. Yeah, most people just need to be open to it, or right. they just have to be like luckily, like being slightly privileged, just to stay home and stack a little bit. Right, which most I am. Can't. Yeah, me too. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm in that same situation where I can stack. I haven't been working, and I'm my whole money is almost gone. Exactly. But but in terms of like when I was stacking, I had any opportunity I could have just dipped and like mm-hmm. being comfortable still right but i would have had to continue working you know i i, I left on my own accord so I, I could do many of my tiny projects that i'm still working mm-hmm. on right now yeah uh main the main thing here people is black seinfeld is going nowhere okay we're still gonna be doing this no matter what but we have a young listenership that may be able to relate to what we're going on because hopefully yeah you no know, you know you could be working a retail job mm-hmm. and it's like all right this is cool, but I need to, or this is not cool at all. Mm-hmm. But I need to find a way to get around to go somewhere. And exactly. sometimes, if you work retail, the next step is supervisor. Then exactly. after that, management. Exactly, you right? gotta acquiesce. You have to find a way to finesse. We always tell people, like now we're turning 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 into a podcast mm-hmm. that talks about uh, living your best life. But it's like. If you want to get the role, you got to tell them, say, hey, I'm trying to get this role. What should I do? Mm-hmm. And then they'll tell you, it's like, hey, I need you to do this, this, this extra steps. Once you prove that you could do it, you'll be able to get the role. Oh, man. The- theoretically. Theoretically. Right. I've been super dedicated to, like, studying this stuff. I've been studying this for, like, for the for, like, two weeks now. I've just been at it, at it. And I think I, I meet the qualifications for what it is I'm trying to get to in the bigger picture. And I was talking to you because because your dad is in that similar field. And you, and you were telling me that um, he said that I, I could be perfect for a role in, in that sort of stratosphere. So, yeah. you know, that's very encouraging. And yeah, it's- I was uh, I was telling this to my brother Shakespeare. I would be like, yo, if it came down to it, like I'll be I'd be willing to cut my hair for it. If like if it came they, they down to do it, that. they won't do that. I, I know, but if it came down to it, nah, I, I the I don't even want to get into it. But I'll let you know. Like I've seen a lot of people there, and it, they're all free, bro. They're they're very very free. Just iron your shirt. At the yeah. end of the day, and going be, somewhere, iron your shirt. Iron your shirt, and, and you gotta be at least you gotta be well groomed. Which I you know I think I I I handle myself pretty well. You just have to brush, bro. That's that's it. Like if you have a yeah. beard, just brush down. That's it. You don't even gotta trim it. Just brush it. Make sure it folds one direction. <laughs> and then you're good. That's it. True. That's how it be sometimes. Would you ever want to try that? No. Not for you? Not for me. Yeah. That's fair. It's not for everyone. 
All right, let, let's let's get into some uh, COVID news. Oh yeah, COVID update, COVID update, COVID update. Bastion, I gotta grill you because I remember you said it here on this platform. If you were to get vaccinated, mm-hmm. you would want to get this specific brand that we are now talking about because there's there's been a lot of allergic reactions. There's been a lot of blood clots and things. Not, <laughs> a lot isn't the the right word rare blood clots have been happening because of johnson and johnson's and we have to talk about it is this something that you want to pursue now because you won't be lazy you just want to get the one dosage shot instead of getting the the route that i took and a lot of americans took and get that two-pack b it has nothing to do with laziness as many people understand johnson johnson is a one shot um and what makes them a little bit different is the testing stages they tested a little bit longer than everybody else in more strains of course their efficiency the efficacy rate is much lower but no one's dying from it so literally no one's and dying that's kind but... of what and but that's what the whole focus of the vaccine is like you get a little sick but you're not painfully taking me to the hospital sick and that's why it's important to get the vaccine also it's important for people that's getting vaccine that you could still get covid um and that's that's something people would still gotta know. Yeah, all thanks right. for reminding you know, me, so Bastion. Mask on at all times. You try to make this go away. But yeah, there's been six cases of rare blood clots, and for some reason, it's reported for all women out of that six. But as of right now, there've been 6.8 million doses given of mm-hmm. Johnson and Johnson. So right now, I think uh, the CDC has stopped. The Johnson Johnson COVID vaccines to being distributed, and right. now they're just like researching. They're going around seeing if anybody else are having the same exact problem. All right, this is going to be a pretty messed up question, but please just take it with a grain of salt, listeners. All right, Bastion, knowing that most of these rare blood clot cases are are all women, does it sort of like calm your nerves a bit that you may not get it because you're not a woman? <laughs> no, I'm more wor- worried if anything. Because the problem with men is if there's something wrong, they most likely won't go to the hospital for it. That is true. So if, if there's a problem, they'll just keep it to themselves unless it gets really, really bad. Patrice so, O'Neill had a great joke about it, about uh, his prostate. Uh-huh. And he wouldn't he wouldn't go to a, he wouldn't go to a doctor because he wouldn't want a, a man to, to put a thumb up. Yeah. You know, so it's like it's like that problem. It's like, hey, you know, you got to do your. A checkup like well mm, i did I five years ago right i'm eating the same i'm good right now and you i know, don't want something f- happens i don't want to feel violated yeah then something happens and you're like uh oh, should i go to the hospital or just skip the whole thing nah they call you call your friend first to see if it happened to them yeah <laughs> but like that that's kind of the situation so that that's an interesting question you asked and i I'm, i was surprised i found the answer for it pretty quickly but like you can't really trust men that's true answers immediately and plus with men sometimes a lot of a lot of things that happen to them there it gets dormant like hpv hpv is is pretty dormant for guys um what else is dormant but that's just an example like hpv it's pretty dormant but if you that's transferred to a woman yeah you're gonna have some problems she gonna have a little bit of that's why uh yearly checkups are very important absolutely but yeah, it's like it's it's very interesting. Um, when that news came out, I'm not an investor at Johnson Johnson or anything, but but as a longtime user, you know, as a baby, I don't, 
Johnson Johnson products. Yeah, I guess so. The shampoo. We all That's did. It. You know, shampoo, conditioner, baby oil, maybe baby powder, lotion. The baby powder. Very, very sketchy stuff. Oh, is it? Every time I talk about Johnson Johnson with people and they're already like the Moderna or the Pfizer vaccine, they mm-hmm. said Johnson Johnson, they can't even make baby powder right. How do you expect them to do the, the vaccine? What's wrong with their baby powder? We've got, what, it got aluminum in it or something? No, it, it it had like a bunch of stuff that could give babies cancer. I'm surprised you don't know this. Really? This is the second time I brought it up and you're like shocked. Like, no, <laughs> yeah. that was a big deal. It I didn't know this. News. It was really? on the newspaper. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was big news. Damn. It's still a problem because they knew about it too. That's what made it worse. Uh-uh. So, but the Johnson Johnson vaccine is created by Jensen. Ironically, similar name, but uh, it's Jensen, which is a separate uh, lab that creates vaccines in general. But yeah, the CDC stopped it. And the first thing that came to my mind is like, oh, okay. Hot, this is a hot take, people. Don't. This is a hot take right now. Oh, I want to hear this. Like, okay. So the CDC is in cahoots with Pfizer and Moderna. Like, the first ones to come in, they got a deal. It's like, yo, slice something on the table. Yeah, stop the J and J. J and the J, J and J. J to come through, you know, because I, I sent you an article recently about like how the administration or the government, especially in America, might just like do everything in their power, especially corporations will do everything in their power to hold the vaccine formula to make yeah. sure it doesn't go out to other countries that need it. Because the whole intellectual property thing. It's like, oh, we spent right. millions and millions of dollars to produce this. Why would we give it away for free? Exactly. Like, they want to profit for it. I remember we had this conversation like a week ago, two weeks ago. Because at the end of the day, it's still a capitalistic society where these vaccines are being manufactured from. And they're trying to look to profit. At all times. Which is why there was such a huge race going on last year for the first for the first company to come out with an actual vaccine, a valid vaccine that can be used here in America. That's why there was such a big race. Of course. And that's what I mean. It's like once you get that intellectual property, imagine you, the man that invented the blender. All these Word. other blenders come after you. Way better. But they have to follow your steps. Yeah. You be eating. You be eating. And that's what they want. They want to eat well. They want to <laughs> create the first blender. Yeah, that's it. Once you be- create the first blender, You're everybody after you still needs to like pay up uh, residuals mm. for using it. But it's like the whole world was on pause. We might as well give it free, and then you, you know you you'll get the respect for the from the people. And what's more important than money? Respect. Not joking. Like you. <laughs> I thought we were gonna go power and respect, but you know, no, nah. people don't care. Of course, um, people well, don't care. not people. Corporations don't care. Yeah, of course they don't care about the people. They care about the money. People. Right. We had this the conversation last week about corporations not being people. Another callback. <laughs> yes, but yeah, that's that's pretty much like the biggest thing going on. Mm-hmm. And that was my hot take. I don't think it's true because I read the report how Johnson Johnson's like, yeah, we're looking into it and we're just, we're gonna stop everything to take a step back to see uh, to do our own research. I'm like, all right. They're probably like, maybe that came up, and now they're going to like oh, really look into it. So right, it's it could be sketchy on their end as well. Word. So in conclusion, Johnson Johnson, don't go chasing COVID vaccines. Stick to the baby powder and baby lotions that you're used to. Word word. 
Um, I think now is the perfect time to get into the first song of the day. Oh, I know sure. that we're talk we're, we're playing uh, uh, DMX earlier. Yes. But uh, would you like to talk about DMX before we yeah. get into the yeah? Let's, let's Rest in peace, it. DMX, man. I, that Friday it went from one of the best days ever because Queen El- Queen Elizabeth II's husband slash cousin passed away. Third cousin. <laughs> Third cousin, still cousin, passed away, and Black Twitter. Irish Twitter all came together like Voltron, like a Power Rangers Megazord, and was cracking mad jokes on the old races, and we were enjoying ourselves. And then things got very tragic because the one, the only, Yonkers' very own, the leader of the Rough Riders, Darkman X, aka DMX, tragically passed away. He was in a coma for the past week due to a drug overdose because we know DMX had his demons, and he was very vocal about his demons, okay? He never shied away from his demons. He always spoke up and spoke out on on his his addictions. And he spoke uh, on, I believe, Talib Kweli's podcast about how he actually became addicted to crack. It was because one of his, um, when he was young, I believe, like 13, 14, you know, he started rapping with this um, older MC, right? And so the older MC, he gave DMX uh, a blunt but he laced it with crack and he gave that to a 13 year old kid so that's what started his addictions unfortunately you know so it's just very tragic um fortunately we got to see dmx versus snoop dogg in one of the best versus battles of 2020 it was one of my favorites uh, i i remember thinking that you know snoop dogg was gonna wipe dmx but then dmx came back heavy in that second half those that second half just his 10 songs it's just started he just started going crazy and like i started sweating because of how much i was dancing to dmx records because dmx i don't know if y'all remember this at one point in time bash and dmx was popular way more popular if that than jay-z at one point where he sold more early 2000s yeah that was uh I think, as I remember in the hip-hop documentaries, they'll call it the post-Tupac era. It was the post-Tupac era. It was post-1996 when when Pac passed away, and then post-1997 when Biggie passed away. Because post-1997, you know, Hove came out with Heart Not Life, Life and Times of Sean Carter, Volume 2. And Heart Not Life, I think that, that was a record that went diamond. I think that was one of my first records that i vague that i remember as a child because i had to have been like three or four years old but then simultaneously at that time in 98 you know dmx came out two back-to-back albums both went number one and you know from then on he he came out with five albums all went number one all went platinum which is something that hasn't been done back then it has it, it hasn't been done and it still hasn't been done since like that to be honest it hasn't And during that time, DMX sold more than Jay-Z. He was way more popular than Jay-Z. And he had more of a a mainstream appeal than Jay-Z at one point. If you remember Woodstock 99, you know, you saw DMX performance and just a sea of people. When the Rough Riders anthem came on, everyone was singing it. Everyone was was mosh pin. Everyone was running wild. Um, Yeah, man, DMX is one of those few rappers that was able to be authentically himself. You know, and that's something I admire, right? There's few far in between rappers that actually get paid to be themselves and and they get the love from the people from being authentically themselves. The only person I can think of off rip right now, it would be Snoop Dogg 
but DMX is definitely that person who just wherever he goes, he just gets the the amount of love and respect because people love DMX's authenticity. See, that's the thing with hip hop a lot of the time or rap music, you know. Um sometimes music nowadays it has a similar sound, it has a similar flow or whatever, but you know, um DMX you 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 can always tell who he is, you can tell his music, how, how his music is different from what was going on at that time or hell, how, how his music was, was still, was still being taken, taken notice because DMX had a large fan base. DMX had a dedicated fan base. I think I did pretty well on that. So rest in peace, DMX. One of my favorites growing up. Yeah, what songs did you like? Because I remember um, getting into DMX. Like, listening to DMX is one thing, but, like, going back and listening to his photography, I think uh, I used to watch a lot of his music videos on BET mm-hmm. whenever they showed in pretty much most of the other networks. But one of the songs came out, Lord Give Me a Sign. Lord Give Me a Sign! Yeah. And I was just obsessed with that song because the energy was just, like, it was rough, but yet a very peaceful song. And this is, like, definitely post-Jesus Walks. So it gave me off that same energy. Mm-hmm. So I remember like listening to that song all the time. I was like, all right, maybe I can listen to other singles because at the time I was not listening to albums, listening to singles. Right. And I was listening to every single. Of course, Rough Rider Anthem. I like I heard that song a million times, but I couldn't put a, like a face to it. Mm-hmm. Well, with the Rough Riders Anthem, right? To me, and I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm I'm right about this at all, but to me that was like the first time I actually saw Black Bikers because Black Bikers isn't something that. I'm used to or or I would say, um, you know, hood culture isn't really used to seeing or the black community is used to seeing. But once I saw the Rough Riders anthem and you saw all these all these like black dudes and, and, and women just riding around in motorcycles and ATVs and popping wheelies and stuff. I feel like that was like the real start of like of like black motorcycles. Yeah. And like, I think X is going to give it to you. It was like the music video that mm. I, I remember watching. I remember party up in here because similar to you, I grew up, I grew up around that time where I only really cared about singles. And one of my favorite singles was, yeah, we're like 10. Yeah. I understand the concept of an album. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But as I got older, I I definitely loved the, the Damien trilogy. That's one of my favorites where DMX befriends basically the devil. I think, I think, um, his, uh, his biblical songs are pretty, are pretty poetic and his songs, definitely create this like vivid imagery of of mortality and spirituality and 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 stuff like that but you know as singles go um what's my name was one of my favorites of course i i liked like the organ piano in the beginning um where we be that was one of my favorites because one of my favorite games growing up was street hoops oh yeah where yeah yeah it's like yeah very yeah Mm-hmm. Like I said, there was a time where I, all I could listen to was him, and just like you, I was just checking out, watching documentaries, reading, watching interviews, getting to know him more. It's like, wow, this guy is a real human being. Yeah, I always make the joke um, when talking about Kanye. It's like, oh yeah, of course I gravitate towards him. He's a real person. You can There's a point where Usher was my favorite artist because Confessions is like a great album. We're gonna. But get I had into no idea Usher who later. the man was. True, but we're gonna get into Usher later. <laughs> Yeah, I had no idea who that man was. Mm-hmm. Like, you watch his interviews. I could not explain to you the, the idea of that guy. But DMX, the reason he was easy to connect with, because he was so open. 
Mm-hmm. He was telling everybody his. It's hard as an artist to tell people your pain. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember seeing uh, other artists commenting on it, like why they love DMX because they have pain similar to him, but they will never talk about it. They will never get so detailed the way he did, and it it just connects to him even more because he's not. I could, I could say braver, but he's so strong in a way where he's able to kind of reveal more about himself for the public to know it's like this is what's going on with me and this is how it started and this is how it's going right yeah and it's admirable very very strong person yeah yeah do you have a a favorite dmx moment favorite dmx moments it doesn't have to be like a muse any music or like it could just be a clip of some he said or or whatever i I, i've been seeing a bunch of them um (laughs) i do remember like a random moment the first moment that I remember was watching Chris Rock's top five. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like one of Chris Rock's best movie, and Chris Rock got arrested. Oh yeah, DMX was inside. And he was like spinning game on him. It's like, what are you doing? And I think he was singing "Smile," too. Yeah, yeah. But he did it in his own DMX way. Smile, though your heart is breaking. What? That yeah. was great. But he also has like a like one thing that made him very interesting was his covers. Yeah, his album covers. Yeah. I always like, I'm I'm not too crazy about artists album rap covers, but I thought his was like very graphic and real. Especially I'm trying to recall the album that was all covered in blood. Yeah, in my um, flesh. Yeah, flesh, flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood. Yeah. that's like the most iconic cover. Right, definitely ever. Like once you get in that pose, you already know what's referenced to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, much. R.I.P. DMX. R.I.P. DMX. I just want to say this. I rewatched Belly again. It's still not a good movie. Sorry. It's not good. It's okay. But hey, the, the opening credits, like the opening scene, still iconic as hell. All right. You got Soul to Soul, Back to Life playing in the background. You got DMX and Nas going up in the club. And, you, and you, then they had the ultraviolet on and, you know, the, the dark lights on and everyone's blue and crap. All right. That's still iconic. I will always watch that that first beginning scene. After that, no. The movie's horrible. But I still love you, DMX. My personal favorite DMX moments is... One, his rendition of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I think we played it one one year for uh, for December. That's one of my favorite moments. The other is the one that I sent you, and and it was um I think he was in a car right and and he was and he was informed that Lil B had an album out called I'm Gay, and he, and I and I saw his, and he had his reaction of like he was like Yo, dog, you serious? And <laughs> uh, I remember that one. That was one of my favorite DMX moments, just because of his re- just because of his reaction and his face. It was hilarious. Yeah. So with that, once again, rest in peace to Darkman X, DMX, gone but never forgotten. You will always be remembered. And with that, song of the week this week, Bastion, please take it away. So today we're gonna play Provider. Start hacking out the phone, see him soon Yeah, my best friend ain't backing out, it's still on sight Fool, I'm the only one out here on the night loops I'm the only one out here on the night loops Trophy case still light, body need a race stripe And these minerals on my body break light And these reds on my body break light New man coming up ahead on his own too Is you a natural blondie like Goku? 
Sleeping on my belly in a loop like a serpent. Talking heads rippling on the surface. Eyes low, chin, every shoe gazer. Moonwalking, RIP, Stanley Kubrick. You had you some birthdays, could you prove it? Show me the wisdom in your movement. Show me some wisdom in your movement. Feelings you provide, feelings you provide. I know. On the children, hand me down fits. Yeah. Chest pass, see, missed off rotation. Stiff smile, just like I'm Apex twin. Pat, pat, go on your pack, trying to find my zip. Long twist, tight ropes, I'm not falling. Oh. Watch friends go pro through fish out lens. Drowning off clear, I just saw jaws. Diving under influence. Feeling like the Lord just had a reach for me. How I feel, let him How I feel, let him speak for me. How do you feel? Keep your ears split for me. Can't you show my face if you spit for me? Spit for me. Eyes low, chin, every shoe gazer. Moonwalking, I ride peace, Stanley Kubrick. You had you some birthdays, could you prove it? Show me the wisdom in your movement. Show me some wisdom in your movement. Franklin Ocean Provider. I feel like I hear future in that too. Am I right, Bastion? No, just him. Oh, that's just of, him? A lot of vocal vocoders and stuff. Ah, uh, okay. Well, damn, he fooled me. Welcome back to Black Seinfeld, the show about nothing. And just to remind you, we are available on social media. That's right, Instagram, Facebook, and now TikTok. So please, Black Seinfeld and why, please follow us on all of those platforms we update those at least weekly 
yeah, at least twice a week, I'd like to say. One is a is a TikTok reel, an Instagram reel, and then is a a clip of of our episodes. So please take a look at that. Maybe you'll enjoy it. It gives you a little bit of a sneak peek of what is to come on the longer form episodes that again is available on our youtube just type in black seinfeld in the youtube search bar and it should come up just do a couple of scrolls though and then it'll be there because i've checked i've definitely checked <laughs> the more we upload the more uh the higher will be on that uh list but it also has to do with your youtube algorithm because yeah for some reason every time i youtube something like the first Maybe 15 videos is exactly what I'm looking for. And mm -hmm. the next 15 is nothing what I'm looking for. And I hate it so much. Hell, even when you're watching a video and you check your recommendations list, it's basically the stuff that you have been watching and clicking on too. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's funny because if we watch the same thing, that top one will be something random. And when you click on that video, you read the comments, everybody's like, oh, it landed on your algorithm too? Mm -hmm. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah, everyone will have, like, one similar recommended video for some strange reason. When you click on that, yeah, that top comment is going to be like, hey, how many um, how many of y'all had this video recommended to you guys, too? Yeah, I always hate when it's music, though. Because when I check out mm -hmm. the song, it's really good. But, like, that band or artist only has, like, three songs ever created. And I'm like, this is... What's going on? Industry what plan? plant is this? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Wait, who do you <laughs> think is the industry plan again? I forget who. Sweetie? Yeah, sweetie. Sweetie. What what is your take on the whole sweetie uh quavius thing, if you have one? Oh, my take? Uh celebrities shouldn't date each other. Mm. It's always gonna be uh lame. So you think and they should be with a normal person or I don't know, maybe a normie? Yeah. Go ahead, date a normie or, or date a doctor. I don't know, something that doesn't have enough time for you. Or what about <laughs> what if they go like the Eve route? Because Eve she went out she's still with like this billionaire or whatever. Eve Eve? Yeah, E V E. Nah. Uh that's not a route. It's not a route. I'm telling you, that's not a route. Okay. That's not a route. I'm, I'm just saying, man. It's not an option for many. So That is yeah. true. That is true. But I'm just saying, like, on celebrities' status, though, because Janet Jackson, she went out with, like, this billionaire. Mariah Carey went out with the billionaire and all that. So I'm just... You know. you're, you're naming literal people that are, like, beyond people. That is true. Eve, but Eve, though, Eve... At one point in time. But Eve is having such a great life, we don't know anything about her. That's true. So talk about greatness. Oh, speaking of Eve, though, real quick, and Sweetie... Uh, did you check out the new Gwen Stefani video with Sweetie? Oh, yeah, that's what. That's literally how we started that conversation about like, yeah, she, she the industry plant. Not being, not saying that industry plants are a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I think they're a balance to a culture. Uh, somebody has to take the classes, right. right? Someone needs to be taught the process of becoming a star early, even if someone's being paid or it's just going to be a group of people that's. Uh, funding your 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 projects. If you try to sing, dance, act, one of those will work, and they will make money for X amount of years. Yeah. Not everybody could be not everybody could be like Serena Williams or Beyonce, where they have a father that could actually get them to that level. So it's completely different. That's just like it's just gonna build you in uh, parenting. First but. things first, though, Gwen Stefani's like fifty-one years old. Why is she still doing these music videos in high schools? When I saw that video, it came, it, it, it could have been designed. It's all about the director saying yeah. like, hey, remember when, right? 
So whenever you feel that that South Park joke, remember when? Um, it, that's when it feels about movies that are being remade mm-hmm. because it has a name and it's popular. So if this music video has a look of one of her best songs, "Holla um, Back Girl," in my "Holla Back Girl," yeah, which immediately looks like it. You know, it she had the same hair stuff. She has right? the same stupid hat on and everything. Exactly. So when you watch that video, it's like, oh, it reminds me of Hollow Girl. I'm going to check the video out. When you listen to the song, it's like complete like hogwash. Yeah, this is like it right garbage. here. This Old Navy ass tune. I'm, I'm really not in the game of dissing people. I just want to like analyze the song saying like this is one on one trying to make a pop song too much but that shit but see when it comes to gwen stefani this shouldn't be the issue here she has jams she has records she has joints it doesn't matter when you're in a record label right and someone like sweetie and gwen stefani they probably have like big management it's like hey this is how i feel this is why i brought it up it's mm-hmm. like hey we need a song when St- let's get gwen stefani someone that has like that energy of what sweetie has now but back then right Someone who could have that same energy, like people just love her for no reason, right? Okay, right. Like every time okay, Gwen fair. Stefani was there, people were like, "Oh my God, Gwen Stefani." Same True. thing with Sweetie. Every time she's there, everybody's like, "Camera." That's has fair. To, okay, fine. Right? Yes. Right? Yes. So we need someone that had that same energy. So let's call her up. Let's do a song. All right, pop song. No problem. Remember how it said Nicki Minaj understood the game that you cannot get in the game just spitting bars. It's, it's nonsense. You gotta you learn how to, to cross over. You gotta cross over early. First right. album. Wait, wait, wait. Till you see, like same thing with um Megan Thee Stallion didn't do it too well in my opinion, but you gotta cross over, right? She's last time. Wait, so, she didn't cross no. over well with uh with Savage. You don't think so? Savage did not cross over. It's the song that everybody hated on the album. You know that sounded very poppy. Like you didn't want to remember it, but you yeah, brought it up and you pointed out and said the song's terrible. It is terrible, but then everyone that lady not came... Savage, another song. Body yadi 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 yadi. No, it's not that one. It's not that one. It's near the end of the album. See, it's so bad you don't remember it. That's oh. how that's how, that's how I know because you brought it up. I did. When was yeah. this? It's okay. It's okay. But um, anyways, I'm just analyzing this song. You could you can imagine. They had a bunch of producers that know how to hit that pop formula, mm-hmm. right? It's like, hey, we're going to make a tune, catchy lyrics. Clap, clap, clap. All right, let's mix it all together. And sometimes when you have too much pop, it comes up very bubblegum. Yeah, this very much sounds like a back-to-school commercial song. Like, this is something you would hear from Oshkosh, Bakash, Target, uh, like I said before, back to school season is here. Go shopping now to Walmart to pick up your your new your your kids' new uniform, your kids' new clothes, uh, school supplies at Staples. This is that record right here. It it just sounds so painfully corporate, and and that should not be the case because this is again, like I said, this is Gwen Stefani. Okay, no doubt. All right, solo run with Pharrell. Okay, Gwen Stefani. All right. No, but that's she did a track eras. with Eve. It's, okay, it's eras. In my opinion, I bet they weren't in the same room together when they made the song. Who even? Oh, oh, sweetie and uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. That, 
Yeah, right. Like, you know, you could film the entire Lion King movie and not have Charles Gambino be on in the same room. That is you know, true. To match vocal melodies. That's why it came out so weird. It could be the same thing for that. Well, that's the least of that movie's worries, okay? It wasn't just that, all right? It was the fact that they decided to create these, these realistic-looking lions, too, with no facial expression. So when freaking Mufasa dies, like, Simba's face was just... A regular ass lion. You didn't. You didn't see the the hurt. You didn't see the pain in in Simba's eye. You didn't see any emotion. You just saw freaking Cub Simba just go up to his dad and be like, "Dad, wake up, Dad." Hey, what I learned from theater kids that love musicals is most musicals suck, but the music is fire. That's all. At this, you know, you know what I mean. It's oh, like if the music yeah. was fire, it would have been amazing, right? I think Frozen is like a movie that's super mid. But the music was fire, mm-hmm. and that's why people love it. That so. is true. But see, when it comes to Lion King, though, that shouldn't be the problem. The music should not be the problem. The problem was remaking those songs because of the the freaking standard that that movie has set, okay? And this is, this is I mean. the Disney's version of Hamlet, okay? And you want to remake it. Disney has this terrible knack for revamping and remaking movies that didn't need to be remade, okay? Case in point, the latest movie that they remade was Mulan, and look how great that turned out. I and talked about I mean. Aladdin. It's a Holla Batgirl music video that didn't need to be remade, and it got remade. Yeah. Like, people talked about it the first day, and it's been, like, almost a couple of days since it came out, and I kind of saw it just disappear. Right. Of course it disappeared because, you know... Lil Nas X music is disappearing, too. It's, yeah, but <laughs> not but not willingly, though, all right? Not willingly. No it's, one knows anything. So we're going we're gonna to do more investigation. Word. That. Is that even legit, though? Like, is his song being deleted? Something like that. I um. Let's give it a week before we get into it. Yeah, we're going to get more news come out, out of it. I would like to do a deep dive on it. Word. Before we get into something serious, I just want to talk about this ringtone that I have. You know, I think it's very festive for the seasons. Here it is right here. Gang. Wasn't it? That's the wrong ringtone. Why is this the wrong ringtone? You were supposed to get the one that uh, the RZA made. He did remix it. Because they found out that, one, this song is really, really, really old. It is old. Um, it's a classic. But in, but in one version, maybe like a couple a couple decades after they made the original one, they were using it for like some something racist. I don't remember. But we all got angry at it. It's like the oh, song is racist. Oh, Ninja Love a Watermelon. That one. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, no, this is Mr. Softy, okay? Mr. Softy is a is a New York and apparently a Philadelphia staple, all right? This, this is not that, okay? That's no, the, no, that's what the RZA understood. It's like, all right, I'm going to make I'm gonna make a new beat. And he did. He made it. Yeah, apparently that one is basically Ninja Love a Watermelon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, why do we get the watermelon stereotype? Yeah, watermelon is a what? Like a commodity, right? Like it's I, hard to get at one point in time. I mean, it is seasonal, but to, truth be told, I'm not even a big watermelon fan. Like it's cool, but you know, it's not my go-to when it comes to fruit. Yeah, but that—that's your ringtone that you want, that's, or you're just joking? No, no, seriously, that is my ringtone right Yo, now. Yo, this this look for the 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 RZA ringtone of that compared it to 
in peace. Oh, I mean, I'm definitely going to get the, the Riz's one, but I think this one is going to be funny because when I'm out in places and the, the ringer goes off, maybe like in, think about it, middle of December, that goes off and people think the ice cream truck is out in the middle of December. I think it's pretty funny. Nice I'm only annoyed because I heard it like an hour before we started the show. See, I I heard it the first time today, and that's my real cue of okay, season is changing. Great weather is here to, to here to stay for now. Um, I'm a big fan of Mr. Softy. I feel like a kid again whenever I hear it. Okay, that little child in me comes out, and you know I run. I still run to the to the ice cream truck. Okay, if it passes my my block, you know what I'm saying I, I definitely do do that. Okay, bro. <laughs> don't judge bastion you do I'm too judging. okay i'm judging too. you do I don't too even have a ringtone no i don't i never did i always had ice cream in the fridge Hagen dazs you have you just did you just pop out an adult no i just had parents that said no oh true damn no wonder why you're like this no wonder why you didn't see wrestlemania because bad bunny killed it no, the the whole wrestling thing has to do with yeah, parenting. Yeah, I can't watch TV at X amount of time. So. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. on Fridays, like I Yeah, Fridays, okay, that was a bit that's a bit cruel, man, because when when I grew up, the rule was you couldn't play video games until it was the weekend. I couldn't play video games until it was uh summertime. And what about holidays? Nah, like after being I don't know. It's all about grades and stuff. But at the end of the day it doesn't really matter because I'm still like standard right still very very standard kid yeah fair enough removing those things for kids make no difference i'm literally regular if anything like (laughs) i i don't know it it won't lead down a bad path that is true look 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 at twitch everybody's playing video games i look at it's like i don't care for video games true but you watch twitch though you're a heavy twitch watcher yeah, but not for the video game, for the content creating. It's like watching an extended form of YouTube, but it's live. Oh, so you watch academics get drunk on Hennessy and just talk ish then? I will never watch like hip hop stuff. <laughs> so, unless it's T Pain, but that's a different conversation. Oh, and DJ Hard Hidden Harry, who is available on Twitch with his DJ mixes. Shout out to the OG, shout out to the mentor, DJ Hard Hidden Harry of the Haitian All Stars, Tuesday from 2 in the morning till 4 in the morning. Sorry if I yes. got that wrong, Harry, but I think I got that right. Well, yeah, check out the page. It'll show it in the schedule tab. Definitely. And then tell them Black Seinfeld sent you. Yeah. Now let's get into some sad, traumatic things that's been going on in the media, that's been going on in the world, that's been going on in Minnesota and Virginia. Let's talk about it because, damn, it's almost been a year, Bastion, since the George Floyd uh, incident, murder, if you will, happen. It's been a year since the whole Amy Cooper calling the cops on my brother who works at Marvel who wanted to just bird watch and call the cops on him. It's it's almost been a year since all of that stuff has taken place. And you would think after the crazy-ass year we've had, after all of that stuff happened, and I'm talking month of June and July and August where you we've had mm-hmm. new global riots and global protests, you would think, or maybe at least me, I would think, I would like to think that they would, that police officers would be a bit more, more aware. Be a bit, yeah, more cognizant. And I know that you're laughing right now because, you know, I was wrong. 
of course. I was wrong, of course, because it done did it done happened again, man. It done happened again, man. Twenty year old Dante Wright tragically lost his life after a traffic stop. And twenty five year veteran. Twenty five years. Twenty six. That's even worse. Cause she's been in the force. Murderer officer Kim Potter has been on the force as long as we've been alive, Bastion. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She, apparently she's also a trainer too. And she's a trainer? So for those of you who let's face it, y'all know the story. Traffic stop. Um things went left. Air freshener. Yeah. Yeah, air freshener, things went left. She started screaming out taser, 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 pulled out a gun, shot him once, dead. And Bastion, I didn't see the video because I don't want to watch these videos anymore because I'm tired of watching these these videos, man. It's just it's just a reoccurring thing that that happens. And um, to me, if I keep watching these kinds of videos, I will get immune to it. And for me, I feel like if I keep watching these kinds of videos, I'll get used to it and it wouldn't. And it wouldn't affect me as as much anymore because of how often it happens. And that's something I don't want happening to me. Like, I don't want to become complacent with with everything. And I don't want to become desensitized by by watching these videos. You know what I'm saying? And and I think that. How can you how can people not see that there is there is a problem? Like there, there is a, there is a, a problem here. There is a, there is biases amongst, amongst black people when it comes to authority, when it comes to, to officers. I mean, hell, look at what happened in Virginia where a freaking lieutenant, um, gets guns drawn on him as soon as he pulls over to a gas station or, or a well-lit area. And this man was... Oh yeah, the military. That happened in uh, December. That did happen in December. Yes. But the video gone viral in this past week. And that's know, why the guy got fired. Exactly. Now he he has gotten fired, but but you know what I'm saying? It's just it's just when you see certain videos like, you know, the the lieutenant or when you see what happened to Dante, right? It just it just reinforces everything that black people have been ha- have about the police and and honestly I just think that there's this is just going to create even more of a divide on how police are viewed within the community right and 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 i know like police. Well, i don't like, think it's create more it um but though we did see a uh an instant uh not i won't call it a protest right well see in this happened in brooklyn county which is which is in minnesota and again george floyd incident happened in minnesota and that incident that happened with dante Wright only happened a couple of miles of where george floyd was murdered so you would think like okay minnesota would at least like get the message and chill out for a bit but no and then you know when and the case is still going on for george floyd too exactly we haven't been covering it because we want to watch everything play out yeah we're gonna once it's finished we'll go over yeah but but anyways at least me and my brain, I would have thought that they would have at least like cooled it down because they saw what happened last year with the riots and the protesting and all that stuff. But clearly, this quote-unquote accident 
was just that, an accident, which I call BS. Because after 26 years and you being a, a, a trainer, right, you would think that, you know, you would not make a, a crucial mistake like that. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. Yeah, well, you, you can continue. Yeah, I was going to say accidentally putting um, regular milk instead of oat milk. Okay, that's a mistake. Saying taser and grabbing a gun gr and grabbing for your gun and pointing at the and pointing your gun like we've seen the video. You're sent you're screaming taser taser taser. Yet you have your gun. I know you see your gun. I know you see a gun. And fire anyway. See, I don't I don't like the I don't like the the accident plea because I don't think it was an accident. OK, I think this was on purpose. That's just me. Yeah, it's um, as you said, it's something that repeats over and over and over again. And because everybody wears the camera, right? All you're just getting is a perspective. It doesn't stop the situation from happening. Because right. that's the whole purpose of the camera. Kind of the whole purpose of the camera. So they could like be aware of the, all their actions is being recorded at all times. We're watching you. We're watching you, right? And if something happens, you know, you pull out your phone. Phone technology is way better than ever before. You could record. If you destroy the phone, it's in the it's in the cloud. It's uh it all works. Right? Mm-hmm. And once the it's like in the media and people see it, you know, we're able to kind of go at it. You know, the in the termed people prosecute it. But situations like this, it's gonna continuously happen over and over again. And it's funny because of her like she's a veteran, right? 26 years in the force yes she has the skills she has the time she has the experience she has the knowledge and they still wasn't good enough for her not to make a mistake like that mm -hmm. right well, what does that mean like is it do we even have to go as far to think about why they stopped in the first place with expired tags even though they were told not to stop people with expired tags because of how backed up the dmv was mm. right and same thing with the air freshener. If they see any black person with an air freshener, that means, oh, that person has weed in the car and stuff. Why? Right? But why does it have to be weed in the car? Why can't they, we just like a fresh smelling car? You know how many cars be, have air fresheners in them? There'll be a million one reasons for them to stop you. Because what's interesting, um, I'm bumping this thread on Twitter, and they're talking about like, hey, tell me, tell, tell me it's a random situation where a police stopped you and the reason they told you. And you could go down that list and it'll be the smallest thing. Like the light isn't bright enough on the, the license plates mm -hmm. in the back of the car. And some people will, and you know, you could go up back. They could like leave the car and look at it. And it's like, no, it looks exactly the same. They just pull you over just to pull you over. Right. And so. honestly, Bastion, um, I don't think I've ever talked about this at all, but you know, um, you know, I have like my dad and you always ask me like, yo, when are you going to get your license? Yo, when are you going to drive? And, and and honestly, like with stuff like that, this is the exact reason why I don't want to drive like ever. Because I don't want I don't want to to be in that predicament where, you know, one false move or 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 or, or me um, feeling some kind of way and I'm raising my voice. I don't want to I don't want to create a false move where I may potentially die. Like legit, and that's that's a real reason why I don't want to get a license. 
honestly. It's because I just see all these interactions of, of a stop just gone completely wrong. You feel me? And it doesn't matter what your stature is. Honestly, I mean, Frick, look what happened with the lieutenant. Yeah. A lieutenant. This is some this is a man who who has literally put Perfect his life country. on the line for the country. And 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 meanwhile, you know, we have people like Colin Kaepernick who who kneel, right? And and you have conservatives who get angry at Colin Kaepernick for kneeling because it's a disrespect to the to the flag, it's a disrespect to the country, it's to, and it's a disrespect to 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 those in our military who are serving this country. Meanwhile, a freaking lieutenant is 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 being treated like some some nigga who who should know his place. Yeah. And that's what Khan was talking about right there. Right then and there. You see that? But yeah, that's that's one reason why I don't want to drive like at all is because I'm in legit fear that hey, this stuff can't happen. Because, you know, as you were talking about with that Reddit um where where people were discussing Oh, tweet. It was Twitter. I'm sorry. That that uh tweet where people were discussing in a thread about um mediocre things and minor things cops have stopped them for you know it's happened to me one one day i was i was just walking to my mom's house or whatever and i get stopped because apparently i have a knife on me meanwhile it wasn't even a knife it, w- it was a damn hand sanitizer and i was 13 years old i didn't understand what was happening and Back then, you know, that was that was the height of the Bloomberg era. That was the height of stop and frisk. So I remember telling my dad like two weeks afterwards and he got really upset because and he wanted to know, well, why didn't you tell me this happened? And and to me, it was just because, hey, I didn't I didn't do anything wrong, but I didn't understand at that time, like why they were doing that. And then I have other instances, but that was like the first time this happened, you know, and I remember it vividly. Yeah. I remember years ago. Uh, I, I think at that time I li- lived probably like five minutes away from everything. Mm-hmm. So even walking, there's like no police in that neighborhood. But I remember watching a Fresh Prince of Bel Air episode. I'm, you probably saw it too. Oh, with Carlton, Carlton get, and Will get arrested. stopped. Yeah, man. And the end of the episode, it's like we did nothing wrong, right? Mm-hmm. And just watching that as a kid, this is before I'm like walking by myself and I didn't really have those type of situations. Like that's something that rings in my head sometimes. Like you, you will feel like you did absolutely everything correct, but it's not about you. That's what the basic episode's about. It's not a good uh, uh, comparison, but I think it's like one of the legit good episodes they did. It's not about you. Like you can do everything correct. It's about the person and their biases and their on you mm-hmm. race, and that's how they see you. They perceive you as evil or demon or you're hiding something always. Mm-hmm. You could get pulled over just because you're looking at a cop funny. Right. Right. They think you're looking at them funny. It's like these are people that are trained and they have to think on quick feet on the situation, but everything for them is emotional. So it's like, don't do anything that'll make me react. Like, right. But you're the one with the training and you're the one right? with the gun. You're the one who's handling a uh, a weapon, right? That could kill a man within a second. So when you come and out, I gotta say, like, not to make you get heated, right? And for you to come out guns blazing, guns drawn, and and you know me legit just asking, hey, what's going on? And again with that uh that video in Virginia where the lieutenant said, hey, I'm afraid of getting out of the car. And did you know what the cop's response was, Officer Gutierrez? You should be? Yeah. Like, 
if I was in that position, I feel like, dude, I'm screwed. Like, I could potentially die. And that, that's kind of the problem. Mm-hmm. And that, and of course, you can watch a bunch of, or read a lot about how the the police within this na- within this country, United States, was built off of um, slavery mm-hmm. and um, groups of people that go capture slaves. It, it's like this right. same thing. It's built off of that system. Right. What did a KRS said in that one song? Overseer, 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 officer. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, remember, I remember when I heard that as a kid. It's like, hmm, what is an overseer? And I googled it. I was like, oh, this is the hardest bar of all time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So, again. It's, yeah, this is things that, like, um, of course, we'll try to follow up with it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the I can give you thing, an update. Yeah, yeah. You'll go ahead. Drop the sure. update. So, the update is Officer Kim Potter has been charged. Well, one, she resigned. But, two, she's been charged with second-degree murder. Yeah. So, she resigned, I think, a, a day after everything. Mm-hmm um pretty quickly and then they because of how people how the community got together mm-hmm. they're able to like charge her uh pretty quickly absolutely good but uh but um do you think she's gonna get convicted i don't know no man. no, no it's no no it's so easy this is like like compared to like the situation that happened with george floyd and the police officer there right um, with um Derek Chauvin. Derek Chauvin, yes. Chauvin, right? Like, in this situation, like, in that situation, it's all about how media, like, releases the news, right? Mm-hmm. And that one, the video was out. Everybody saw it. Couldn't say anything about it, right? But for this one, mm-hmm. the media immediately said it was an accident, mm-hmm. right? And she's Versus- a white woman, too. Yeah. That is important. Hey, yeah. I'm sorry. I had to go there. But, yes, her being a white woman, it does play a factor, Okay. Remember when Botham Jean got shot in his in his in his apartment in by the apartment. by his white by this white woman? Yeah, she got some time, but like, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't that substantial amount of time. And the family, quote unquote, forgave her. No, the mom did not. The, the, the dad and brother did. Yeah. Well, shout out to the mom, but shout out to the mom. But you know, but what I'm yeah, saying? in that situation, and mm-hmm. also about how the media is handling too, because I probably read like maybe. 10, para- uh, 10 uh, articles and a couple of videos um, preparing for this episode. And they all said the same thing. They all talked about how she acted. You can watch the video too. Mm-hmm. How she you know, pulled it. She pulled the gun and said taser and shot. And there you go. And that's, that's pretty much what's going to be given to uh, the prosecutor. Right. And that's mm-hmm. going to be given to the juror. And from there, they're going to say, Oh, this was an accident. And she did, you know, she deserves her her pension for twenty six years, and that's it. And that'll be the end of the story. But see, the crazy thing about that bastion is when you look at the video, she was holding on to that gun for a long time, yelling "Taser, Taser, Taser." Hey, I, I I don't know. It like I said, like these cops are trained pretty quickly, right? Right. Pretty quickly in like a, a like easier than a boot camp, right? Word, it's harder to be in the, to get into the freaking military or the freaking Navy SEALs, Marines, all that stuff, but it's way easier to become a cop. I think that's an issue, don't you? I, I think it, it's everything. In my opinion, I agree with what everybody says. Just abolish it completely. <laughs> like, you have to destroy everything. Well, if, you want to, if we need to build a security system in order to keep safe, in order to have place, like, yeah, we could do that. But this whole policing thing that we have in this country... Yeah, destroy it. I don't. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna disagree respectfully because one, 
There's no way in hell they're ever going to abolish it, right? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not saying they will. Oh, I'm just saying saying they they should. should, I don't think they ever will in this United States of America. I I definitely know it will never happen. Okay, that's fair. All right, cool, cool, cool. Then I agree. I agree. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I I get you. Every now and then, you know, somebody will make a stupid YouTube video and just compare how policing is in other countries. They'll still have the same personal biases, right? right. They'll still pull you over and arrest you, mm-hmm. but they don't have guns on them. Right. And there's they more of a training process and, and psychiatric so like evaluation. three-year training. Yeah. Same thing for the correction officers um, in, in jails. Like, mm-hmm. that's a three-year process. Yeah. Because you're talking to people. You're trying to get them back in society. You know, mm-hmm. they, they did a crime. Bruh, you know, they're trying to be forgiven for the crime. The process to to pursue what I'm pursuing is even more rigorous than what I'm finding out about being a damn officer. It's more of a rigorous task to do what I want to do than to become a freaking cop. Yeah, that's what they said. Like of being being working during the pandemic is harder than being a police officer. So you know, you could be emotional about it. Shoot, that, that's the way I feel about it. That's the way. Like I I, I understand like your pops. But I knew someone personally that was a police officer and he was trying to explain to me and a couple of people I know about like how police officers going to interact with like being young. Like you guys are young black men. This is how they're going to interact. And the only thing that came in my thought is like this guy sound like mad emotional. You're telling me that yeah. like everything you're saying, like you're just going to react off emotion. Where's the logic in that? Right. You're, you're playing with people's life because you can't handle your emotions. That's what you're telling me. Exactly. Of course, he's not the right person to talk about anything. But that's the that's the thing that came up. And the minute he left and I talked to the people around me, he's like, what, what was he talking about for these five minutes? It's because he's been a poli- police officer for 20 years to, and he's much older than us that mm-hmm. he expects us to be like, yeah, you're right. Like, oh, get out of here. Yeah, no, yeah. E- exactly. And see, that's that's what happens. That That's what I'm afraid of, too, when. When emotion comes into play of becoming an officer, right? They're gonna use that emotion and use the the badge that they have as a fuel to to do whatever. You know what I mean? Because you have that authority. You know what I'm all saying? All those psychology uh, classes you took, they all probably talk about. I forgot the case called, um, but it was the case where they put a group of college students and made them like one of them a prisoner and the other one would be the warden. Oh, and they really got in. They really got in tune to yes, yes, yeah. yes. I have, I have to Google that real quick. But uh, that experiment kind of goes over. It's like once basically, you, any person with a posi- yeah, go ahead. You know basically, any it. anyone with a position of power that receive that position of power, they will really fully like abuse that power. Take um, take the the green eye brown eye experiment, right? Um, from, from Dr. Jane, right? And basically... Stanford Prison Experiment. Yes, Stanford Prison Experiment. But hell, even the, the, the blue-eye, brown-eye experiment yeah. where, where uh, Dr. Jane, uh, she separates all of the brown-eye and blue-eyed people, right? And the blue-eyed gets treated like how black people get treated, and then the brown-eye gets treated like how white people get treated, right? And, and the brown-eye starts to really get into having that privilege and that power of being brown eye and they're starting to look down on blue eye people and stuff like that so yeah i I totally yes it's exactly the same thing bastion it's exactly 100 percent the same thing and 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 before we head as a topic it kind of reminds me back then uh 45 
45 was president, right? Oh, and boy. he wanted to remove all the like the the racial training yeah. in the government. I guess he said it was racist. It's like like <laughs> once you remove those type of like ethical uh, classes in order to one remind people and to explain people like what um, doing like either sexual harassment is or mm-hmm. uh, what's inappropriate in the workplace. Like all those are really important. Exactly. These reminder of hey. Other people who look who may look different from you are still people. Yeah, yeah, they they like Radiohead too. Okay, exactly. So. We like Radiohead too. All right, we All right. like James Blake too. Yeah, that's what. What? <laughs> you know, but I like the Foo it, Fighters too. Damn it. Yeah, and he wanted to remove that that whole entire thing that the institution in order to like for you know training because they had to do training um, multiple times a year. <laughs> I remember working in a corporation. I had to do that test once a year. And if you don't do it, they're going to keep reminding you. It's like 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's it's still nonsensical for me because I think all the situations they use is like lame. Right. But it's and still as a person realistic. of color, I feel like I shouldn't have to take these tests. But that's just no, me. No, I think everybody needs to. Because like even like person of color will still have their own biases on other people of color. That's fair. True. So, yeah. It's all about like controlling your biases and even sexual harassment it's very important to understand definitely uh, and consent because ain't that right Cuomo that, they don't teach that to the people in school so they gotta learn that in the corporation workplace game right yeah that, but, you're 100% right but whenever I see stories like this it it again sort of confirms why I will never ever join the force never in life cause one I don't want to be down with y'all. And two, Tupac would be so disappointed. Facts. Facts. And again, we have another song of the week. Bastion, please tell us what is your next song selection? Uh, to kind of fit the topic we're talking about, I think uh, New York is killing me. Mm. I was going to end the show with that, but I think it fits this topic right now. It so definitely New York is does. Killing me. Jamie XX, Gil Scott Heron. No beautiful uh, mix. Check it out.
Ladies and gentlemen, that was Gil Scott Heron, Jamie XX, New York is Killing Me. It was a great album, great sort of, uh, what, what would you call it, Bastion? Like a, I, it's like a mix. Mix, um, yeah. old Gil Scott Heron uh, from his last album or his last pieces of work mm-hmm. and creating this beautiful craft to it. Yes. I think it's the best one done. And I heard three versions of the, you know, three people, a bunch of people did the same thing. This is the best one. Better than the Gray album with uh, the Beatles' White album and Jay Z's Black album. That's not album? the same thing. No, I'm talking about like mixes. Yeah. No, but like this is like Jamie made his the beat and he took the acapellas to mix it up. Okay. Because even it's so good. Even Drake sampled one of the songs. Do um, you remember which one? For um, what song? What's the song he did with Rihanna? Like I know you've been hurt. You oh. need me to get something the... in the second album. Oh my god! Oh, I'll take care of you. Yeah. I'll take, I'll take... And the way it, and the way it ends, you know. And yeah, yeah. If you listen to original uh, version, uh, it's tell me, uh, it's I don't yeah, care. exactly. Yeah, okay. That's, that's all Jamie. Oh, but if you listen, okay. If you listen to the regular vocals, that's Gil Scott Heron. And but when you listen to Drake's version that sampled it. They have Rihanna sing Gil Scott Heron's vocals on it. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, it's a cover of a cover for a remix. That's kind of tight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Now, before we head out of here, it's been a while since we actually talked about music. 
and there's been a lot more music than the stuff that we're going to talk about today but just know we're going to get to it eventually maybe we'll have like another hour where it's just basically just music talk but for now we're going to talk about two main albums that came out the first one being the return of brock hampton america's favorite boy band with their new album roadrunner new light new machine it has been the band's latest album since i want to say 2019 yes sir okay great now ginger Yes, which which was very depressing, which discussed the departure of fellow Brockhampton ex-member Amir Van, which quite honestly was still one of my favorite freaking members. And I'm very, very happy that I got to see Brockhampton in its full entirety back in 2017 when the whole Saturation series was was um, at its peak and that's how Brockhampton really came into the forefront with their saturation series they came out with three albums both all of them incredible in the span of a couple months throughout the year of 2017 so after after saturation three that came out in 2017 which was i believe december 2017 um iridescence dropped and that was very lackluster and then that last one in 2019 dropped so uh, honestly, I didn't listen to those two albums, to be honest, and I know that that was the case for a lot of Brockhampton member, for a lot of Brockhampton it, it, fans. Yeah, it kind of hit them hard, like you said. Like Amira was like, I guess the one with the most hood credit. Yeah. In the especially '90s term, hood credit in the, their music. So because of his not the allegations, because he did a lot of uh, bad things, right. assault, which he admitted he was, to, which he admitted to, and you know they had to like just disconnect with them. He's off the scene. Rockhampton still got signed. They still have money coming. They wanted to create a project. So they quickly came out with Iridescence. But the problem is, once you kind of take out, like, your main, like, that's like if if uh, a tribe called Quest reviews Q-Tip. Okay. Because he does most of the rapping. Good point. Fair. Q-Tip is, like, throughout. The, like, later on, of course, it gets more balanced. But, like, he does most of the rapping. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in order to rebuild, especially when you have to cut off somebody, that's kind of the, the legacy that you have to go. You're kind of growing from there. And as someone that was a huge Brockhampton fan, I felt terrible. But at the same time, I understood in same. those uh, situations and predicaments, uh, like you got you got to let one, let, let them go. And two, you have to speak on it. That's you right. have to speak on it. It's very important to let your fans know, like, it's still a no. Like, exactly. you should not do this, and even if it's someone close to you. Exactly. And this is someone that they love, too, because I remember certain songs, they 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 cut out Amir's verse, or, or they didn't even sing Amir's verse. And, like, you saw how, how it affected them emotionally. Like, I saw clips of them, like, crying on stage because Amir wasn't there, and they're not singing those those lyrics or anything. So, because yeah. they're, so, you know, at the end of the day, that's their friend. Yeah. That's their boy. Exactly. But, like the things happen. Mm-hmm. And it's important to, you know, uh find a reason to kind of move on from it. And right. that's what I think this project was. Yes. It's they kind of this is weird. This is a really weird project, in my opinion, as someone that was listening to the the random drops of Rockhampton music for the years that they weren't as active. Right. Because I heard most of these songs already right yes. but these are like the best versions of it yes um and i could just tell you straight off the bat amazing album great album um i think the collaborations definitely have have helps with this album because 
you know, when you think of Brockhampton, you know, there's so many members, you know, they really don't have that many collaborations with with other artists. But in this one, you know, they they took risk and they they've added some people such as ASAP Rocky, ASAP Ferg, uh, So Gone, So uh, Flexi. Hell, the one and only Mr. Charlie Wilson, JPEG Mafia, one of your favorites, Bastion, Danny Brown. Um, and this is what I was trying to say. It's like they, in terms of like the 90s hip hop sense, you need to add that rapper. Yeah. To the, right. And for them to fill it up, especially the first half, like are like just hard songs. And the second half is a little bit more, a little bit gospel-y, mm-hmm. but a little bit more R&B-ish type thing, especially starting from the Charlie Wilson track. Yes. Uh, and it's a little bit rock. So it is a mixed bag of genres, but because they're them and that emotion goes through the whole project, you can see the story that they're trying to tell. Right. This is the, hey, we're Brockhampton. We're back. We're better than ever. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we, yeah. we have that sound that y'all been wanting. Okay. And here it is. Yeah. And y'all, I was y'all said we it. fell off? This, this, yeah, it's like you think they fall off, but I think they did great. Yeah. Um, I love the song Bus Cut featuring Danny Brown. Yes, that's a great intro. Great intro, great music video. One of my favorite music videos this year. Yeah, it feels like, um, to me, it's like very Red Hot Chili Peppers, Californication, that old school 90s flow where, where it has really crappy graphics, very trippy, very... Mm. um uh old ass 90s computer generated 3d models it it very much reminds me of the californication video yeah and i actually like that whole thing especially the way it's cut it's like in this kind of 1080 yeah format uh 1080 by 1080 format and just have danny brown just give you those hard bars like yeah i'm still waiting for uh quadruple x his 40 um album that he's gonna come yes. out with really really soon same old and danny and he and he does so he fits in so well with the brockhampton sound because brockhampton can be so zany and all over the place too and and danny definitely fits that mold uh as well yeah and of course this song this is funny because chain on is like a part two song with another song mm-hmm. that was leaked maybe over a year ago and i loved it i felt like that was like the best jpeg mafia verse in like ever it's just it was just bar for bar like same size as dua lipa that's just hilarious to me this is my favorite song off the album too and the reason why this is my favorite song off the album is because one jpeg mafia as you know is a big time wrestling fan bastion because he has he has a lot of um wrestling bars and he uses um edges intro um you think you know me for all my wrestling fans out there but he said one wrestling bar in this line i know that you're not going to understand it but it made me smile so much he said ball-headed and under and underappreciated like a maven mm-hmm. um for those of you who don't know and bastion for for you who do not who does not know maven was this um wrestler who won the the first ever WWF Tough Enough, right? And so when you win Tough Enough, you become like a WWF superstar, and they gave you like a $250,000 contract. And so Maven was the first guy who won that. And yeah, pretty soon, like he became uh, very underappreciated. He became what is called a jobber, basically is someone who just gets beat up and, and, and um, you know, the, the big stars like The Undertaker and stuff look like this beast. And yeah, that's what a jobber is. But shout out to Maven and shout out to JPEG Mafia for putting in a Maven reference. That was awesome. <laughs> I love that song just from that. And I like the doot, 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 doot. It feels very, it's like popping 
Bubbles or something. I don't know. Surprising, surprisingly, my that's not my favorite song. Oh, um, okay. What's your bank favorite roll, song? Bankroll. Okay. Because I like ASAP Ferg with Rocky and Ferg. Any like good albums in the minute? Yeah, you know, man. Ferg has disappointed real. me, to be honest. But floor seats this, too sucked. But this song, I thought this is like his best verse in a while. Yeah. And it fit. And it's kind of funny that we're talking about features, but like it just kind of these features do amplify the album a little bit. Definitely. Because you can have like the artist, especially in the second half. We, we get to that in a second. But in the first half, you needed that energy. Mm-hmm. And these other artists fit so well in what they need them to do that, mm-hmm. you know, you will, because you have like a great ASAP Ferg. And you had like uh, a cut of ASAP Rocky throughout the album saying bankroll. Mm-hmm. Then you have Merlin like just spinning his hardest bars. Go I think Merlin. Like, go Merlin. Yeah, Merlin has gotten Mar- so much better at, at his rapping ability because to me, I felt like Merlin earlier on, he was sort of like Jasper in a way where, you know, he he's not rapping seriously. He's just he's just out here having fun, sort of like the hype man a little bit. But then. Shoot, I don't know. He stepped his bars up. That's that's why some of my friends like, oh, they made Merlin was spitting in this album. I will, I'm, I'm, I want a uh, project from him. I, I want to listen to a Merlin project. I'm mm-hmm. very excited for that. But uh, for the second half of the album, I'll take you on with uh, Charlie Wilson. Yes, I don't like the first five seconds, but once you pass that, it's a very good R and B song. Yeah, I I agree. Well, I, I like. I like the full track and I love the fact that see this is see this is the the thing where we talked about yesterday I mean last week where we talked about mixing the old and the new having old artists collab with new artists and Charlie Wilson he has always had an ear for the new talent okay whether it was with Pharrell and Snoop Dogg to uh Kanye even to to Tyler the Creator and now Brockhampton love it Love that Charlie Wilson always wants to lend his hand over to the to the young generation, our generation of of musicians and and music. Love it. And uh, my, another interesting track was "Don't Shoot Up the Party," right? That kind of it, it's a little crossover between what we were talking about with Dante, right? Mm-hmm. Just like the whole uh, all American self hatred runs deep, and just talking about kind of addressing like the american culture right how violent it is and racism homophobia and everything mm-hmm. like don't shoot up the party like we're just trying to chill i agree um i also like this album because i love the fact that my favorite artists um always come out with albums where they address how they feel at a certain point of their lives like um kevin is talking about how you know he's he's on speaking terms again with his mother um, I forget one one member where where he talked about his the loss of his father. Um, that was really important. That was like a whole that was a theme. Oh yeah, and uh, the the light. Yeah. Part one. Yeah, that was a theme of the album as well. You know, getting over, well, you know, grieving over the over the loss of a parent. You know, someone as close as your father is to son. So I thought that was that was amazing to to hear about. Um, yeah, I, I just I just enjoy the fact that Brock Hampton remembered who the F they were. You know, and I think honestly the the cohesiveness of the album too, how each track blends into to each track 
fits so perfectly and it's so smooth. And honestly, it's been a while since I've said this, man. It's one of the best albums of 2021 so far, goddammit, alright? The first the first big mixtape slash album I've been I've been thinking about putting in that stratosphere was still Hotels with uh, Jasmine Sullivan and mm-hmm. and maybe the plugs I met too, uh Benny the Butcher and Harry Fraud, but this right here, this ish right here, Brockhampton, this is a winner, man. This is a winner winner. So yeah, I I I won't say what's my top because like we're not even halfway through the year. But yeah, we're still in the second it, quarter. It is something with good replay value, especially like listening to the first time and Absolutely. Why I call great replay value is like the song is playing in your head and you barely know it. Yeah. And I just like, all right, let me just listen to it on my speakers because I've been listening to my headphones for a while. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I got, I got, let me see how it sounds with these speakers, man. And I like, I like the fact that they dropped this album now because now that the weather's getting warmer, now that it's springtime, I've been blasting this nonstop, and it just fits the the spring weather so perfectly. It just fits the weather so perfectly. I feel like the older I get, the the more I, I start to try and listen to music that sort of matches the seasons up a bit more i don't know about how how you are with that but i feel like that's a pattern with me now like for example i'm still waiting for silk sonic to drop this month or at least may i'm still waiting for it damn it i don't want silk sonic to drop during fall or winter because that just feels wrong i thought they finished the song the album that's what i initially thought I see. I did too. In mixing mode and marketing mode. See, I did too because I'm seeing all these damn Lacoste commercials, and I'm seeing, you know, they're they're on their uh, their press run with all these other uh, radio shows, and 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 they did Ellen. the and Ellen and to the and these different talk shows, and they're on the Grammys doing that song. So I'm thinking, oh, the album's got to be done. Like it's. We're just waiting for the release date, and they've been freaking teasing me with it, and I can't wait any longer. I need it. Need it. So, uh, yeah, well, great listen, album. Listen, great album. Uh, I definitely recommend you guys to check it out. Uh, what do you – Demi Lovato's on the list. Listen. What's that doing there? Listen, Demi Lovato has stands, people, all right? And I didn't realize this, but, shoot, I should have known. And the reason why I listened to the new Demi Lovato album, I'm not going to lie uh, – her documentary was was freaking advertised everywhere on YouTube. So I just decided to like buckle down and actually listen to it. And to did be you watch the documentary? I did not watch the documentary. No, I did not. But right. I know what it's about. It's about her her demons and her struggles with um again uh drug use and and all that stuff. Of course she doesn't glorify it, but you know she just talks about the real struggle that that she she has with it um with i believe uh heroin i believe she she's addic- she was addicted to she's addicted to heroin so this album is basic this album called dancing with the devil the art of starting over is a reflection on her on her demons but also you know um her just her life her sexuality her her preference um, how to how to overcome what she's been dealing with. She's been really trying to find herself, hence the art of starting over, which is, you know, uh, starting starting on a, a, over a new sheet of paper, right? Starting off clean, starting off as the person that she wants to be, right? Finally understanding the person that, sh- that she is and, and wanting to be that. 
and of course dancing with the devil which was the the main track of this album which talks about her her struggles and her and her demons with um with her addiction and honestly see Demi Lovato has a really good voice and I knew that once she came out with that song skyscraper which initially did talk about her her um demons prior um with her anorexia and and all that stuff too I don't want to get too deep into it but um I love the fact that this album right here you know she she was bold enough to um be as vulnerable as possible with with um everything that she's going through you feel me um honestly um as someone who i listen to some demi lovato tracks i'm not gonna lie like demi lovato she's got some bops okay um cool for the summer that was pretty tight that was one of my favorite tracks back in like 2015 i think mm -hmm. 2015 and i like i honestly think like demi lovato can sing like no BS. I think like she actually has a really good voice. My opinion, I think she better than Selena Gomez. That's just me. That's just my my MOV. <laughs> and you don't want those stands attacking us, bro. Come on, man. Selena got stands? Allegedly. Allegedly. Well, sorry, Selena stands, but I'm a I'm a Demi Lovato person. And honestly, this is her best album, in my opinion. Just just of how raw she is, how vulnerable she is. Um uh, the music itself is definitely it definitely has like a summertime pop vibe to it, um, like something you would love to hear on on like a nice sunset. But also she she goes in her into her her R and B ballads with like Dancing with the Devil, um, the kind of lover I am, um, my girlfriend's on my boyfriend featuring Sweetie of course your favorite industry plant. Uh, yeah, man, I, I definitely would say check out this album if if you are a Demi fan. If you are not a Demi fan, yeah, I would how, also how say that sweetie song. I said your favorite industry plant. Yeah, no, how's the song? It's good. Oh, it's actually good. This is um, my girlfriend's on my boyfriend's where you know she talks where she gets into the fact that you know she she's open with 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 all instead of just one gender. I think it's oh. tight. Okay. Yeah. See, like. All right, cool. Would you recommend it? I was going to get into the industry plant thing, but I don't oh. want to waste the end of the episode with would that. I, would I recommend it to you? No. Would, uh, would you recommend it to our audience? I would recommend it to our audience, definitely, definitely. If you like hearing, um, if you like hearing some real raw emotional new, new wave pop, new wave pop, definitely, yes, definitely, check this out. And that being said, last topic before we end the show. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Usher, did he really? Dilemma. Did he really give strippers <laughs> Usher dollars? Like, what was that about? It, it's one of those things. Like, we're, I'm pretty sure no one's going to talk about it after like maybe today or tomorrow. Oh, of course by, not. Or by the end of the week. But apparently, he was doing a promo for something, and he was at the club, and they oh. did have um, money with his like faces on there. Yeah, it's hundred dollar bills, but instead of Benjamin Franklin, it's Usher's face. No, it's Raymond, right? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> there's only one Usher, okay? We I'm not talking about the Ushers from movie theaters, okay? Yes. Uh, but somebody posted like, "How would you feel if you got this?" That person never once said, "This is what Usher paid us," mm. right? It's like they just got them you know, the paper money, they took the pictures, put on the gram, and everybody led to that assumption 
that Usher page trippers Ush Bucks. Ush Bucks. And I only found it funny because it wasn't true at all. It wasn't remotely close to being oh, true. Oh, damn it. For a single second. I wanted it to a, be true. The owner said, like, no, he, he, he did have those Usher Bucks, but he paid, like, everybody really well and left a very nice um, tip. tip to the point where they said we would like to have him come back again. Oh, so, Damn in it. a way, the, the 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 promoter or the owner was like, "Yo, don't mess up my bag," because of like, of what you see news. on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Damn no it. Quick news that went nowhere. I was like, and, <laughs> I was thinking to myself, "Damn, Usher ran out of his confessions money? Seriously, Usher?" But no, nah, I think it was just a promo because okay, there is good. a picture good. on his like Instagram or Twitter with him standing on a see-through suitcase with pictures of money from like five dollar bills, hundred dollar bills with his face on it. Is Usher potentially coming out with a new album? Yeah. Would this be he's the? A, he's an R&B artist. He has a rollout that he needs to start. Real quick, before we go, who do you think would win in a battle, a versus battle, Usher or Chris Brown? Um, it's not real quick. I think Usher, because he has like longer list of hits. Thinking about his albums and how far it goes back from like my way to mm-hmm. um, eight seven zero, even like, when he, kinda, he was a kid too. It kind of stops at "Here I Stand." That's the crazy part. Yeah, "Here I Stand" was his last good album. Yeah, Raymond vs. Raymond, hard to love. Confessions like has Confessions. To be honest, he could play all of Confessions, and it'll be better than Chris Brown's last last eight years. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I won't say that because F-A-M-E came out within the last eight years. And that album okay, right there. Fine. Six years. <laughs> last six years. Anything in the last six years, Chris Brown. It just doesn't. No, 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 no. Like my way. Br- six years, bro. Br- Br- Chris Brown got no guidance. One of the best freaking tracks from That's that one year. Song. Okay. What about, um. What's that? The song "Go Crazy." You got "Go Crazy." Okay, that's a that's a fire track, man. I honestly would honestly I would give it to Chris Brown. I think Chris Brown can take it, cause for, you're forgetting something too, man. Chris Brown has been around for like 15 years, going back to like 05. He's been around for like, about like 15, 16 Usher's years. Usher's 42, man. bro. First okay, all, Chris Brown's like 30. Even, they won't they won't compete. You don't think so? No, they won't compete. They won't allow. They won't compete, and also Usher will win, just nah, because he has man. more supporters. Then Chris Brown? No, when you're talking about Usher, like as a whole collective, the people. Come on, man! Like when you're talking about verses and people that come up, it's like I haven't heard this artist in a long time. Oh, like nostalgic sure. acts. Nostalgic. Exactly. Exactly. So True. they'll get the support of the crowd. Like, yeah, you no one's listening to Ashanti today, <laughs> but like if you talk about old school Ashanti, yeah, you you turn on that engine. You're not going to listen to new Ashanti, though. Exactly. That's what I mean. It's like, if you're talking about Usher fans, yeah. talk about anything from, like, 97, 2004, dude, it, no. Absolutely. Okay, but Chris Brown got 2000 all the way up to 2009. Like, let's let's not, not act. 2000. I'm sorry, yeah, 2005 to 2009. Yeah, 2005. Take You oh. Down, Run It, Yo. Like, like I Wall said, to Wall, I, Give Me That. Like I said, if you're talking about single to single top 20, I think... Usher got it. Umbrella, the remix, no air. Transformia. I'm just saying, man. Just I would, I would give it some more of a thought. No, you could play Usher, the, the Usher remix, Icebox. 
I don't yes, know. He did. I sure, I sure remixed Icebox, and it was like an instant. Like, this is. This I gotta is listen to this then, bro. But anyways, man, we gotta go now. We gotta go. We gotta go. Uh, everyone, sure, yeah, Icebox remix with Amarion. Come on. He, I gotta listen to this. Like number nine, and people will go crazy. <laughs> All right, man. Well, everyone, we want to thank you so much for tuning in to Black Seinfeld, the show about nothing. We are going to go out to Tor y moi. Uh, Lissons, Bashir? Yep. Yep. All right. Take care, everyone. Peace. Peace.